Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Thursday, January 20th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home, proudly serving the area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzlin, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here, as uh, we've got a busy day here in the Eastern Panhandle. Schools were in session today, so that means... Going to call some basketball tonight. Uh, Colin McLaughlin and the return of Jim Klein as his color analyst. A 7.30 tip at Martinsburg between Martinsburg and, who is it? Spring, Spring Mills. Mills. Yeah. I just said it a couple was, minutes ago, I was ago, trying to man. test you here. No, you were uh, I think trying to test 7.30 yourself, tip, yeah. 7 p.m. pregame show. Johnny's right Express tip-off show on talk or on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube only due to the uh, Bob Huggins Coaches Show on radio from 7 to 9 p.m. So it's a TV 10 only event here. Uh, I bet Jim is glad to be back in the saddle. I'd hope so. I'm uh, glad that he is back because he just brings the charisma, man. Gives me a whole new energy. Not that you guys weren't great. I still loved broadcasting with you. Just making sure that goes on the airwaves yeah, we get it and on the we record. But Jim and I just have that connection from last year and... He always keeps it fun on the airwaves. Looking forward to uh, tonight's game and see if uh, Spring Mills can finally get a win against Martinsburg. They haven't done it in girls' basketball program history. so Yeah, and just in general, you know, good that Jim is back and healthy. Uh, I know he wasn't doing too well for a while, so be good to have him back on the air tonight. But also, you know, should be an interesting game. Uh, two teams toward the bottom in the EPAC, so I think – uh, a chance for them to build some momentum on this season and, and get going in the right direction. But Spring Mills, I think, has a has a fun team to watch, even though they haven't gotten a ton of wins. Uh, yeah, they're three and six, I believe, on the year. They just beat Hedgesville, so a win tonight could put them in the driver's seat for the section. Well, yeah. What did we say? They're what number two or number three in the EPAC? You made the. I think so. Yeah, I believe they're the the only had, that, That's the only conference game for them. Yeah is the one against Hedgesville, which they dominated in. But they haven't played anybody else from the uh, EPAC in Martinsburg, Musselman, or uh, Jefferson, Washington, and now tonight being Martinsburg. If Martinsburg's healthy, which they weren't last game, if they're healthy, it should be a pretty good game, I think, because I liked what we saw from Spring Mills in South Carolina. Uh, Even though we only saw one game, they were very competitive down there. They were a pretty fun team to watch. I think Martinsburg, you know, as a healthy team, is solid. Uh, they didn't play too bad in that first half against Musselman, considering they were down, I think, two players it was. And so. Nia Gideon and Cadence Bradley, yeah. Yeah, so if, if they're healthy, I think they could play a lot better, especially now that they're in EPAC play. So I think we should get a, a decent game tonight. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Martinsburg looking for its first win of the entire season. And as I already said, Spring Mills trying to look for uh, its first win program history for girls basketball against uh martinsburg and it'd be nice for them to have two wins in the section help them get a home court advantage and be that number one seed come playoff time 
Yeah, also in action tonight at Hedgesville, Muscleman Girls versus Hedgesville Girls, also a 7.30 tip. Uh, let me double-check on the Washington. I don't think they are playing because Jefferson County schools were closed. Oh, they did close them? Yep, only Jefferson County were closed. Berkeley and Morgan stayed two-hour delay, but Jefferson well, closed. That makes sense. The weather was to the east. So, yeah, uh, yeah but so I guess they're not in action tonight, but... Uh, uh, we'll have some uh, EPAC action tomorrow night, assuming that doesn't refreeze over and we have school tomorrow. Looks like boys varsity-wise, there are uh, two games in action. Uh, Hedgesville versus Musselman at Musselman. That'll be an interesting contest to see if Kelly Church's squad can get back on uh where they were to start the season because they've lost now two straight, especially EPAC games are the ones that they've lost in the game. We'll have Martinsburg at Spring Mills. Uh, last time we saw Spring Mills, no Keyshawn Cheek, so hopefully he's back for he them as playing, well. So I was about presume. to say he was back against Hedgesville. Yeah. So well, I'm saying the last time we saw their game was that Saturday game postponed from the Friday. Uh, so it should be a good looking at that. And this weekend, uh, some other varsity action unfortunately we'll not be able to cover martinsburg at morgantown due to some scheduling conflicts here at the station sad about that uh but spring mills hosting broadford and christian academy 3 30 p.m on saturday um and then that kind of does it for this weekend we're still waiting to hear about these postponements uh see when they're kind of they're going to be rescheduled to uh but a lot of postponements this week obviously due to weather I think in terms of those games tomorrow, uh, I'll talk more, I guess, about that Hedgesville game. Uh, Hedgesville and Musselman kind of going in in two opposite directions. Um, we won't have that broadcast, but Musselman seems to really be clicking at the right time right now and, and getting some things together. Hedgesville has lost two straight games while they've been close. They just haven't played as well as they did at the beginning of the year. So it, it's an important game for both teams. Uh, that win, though, that Musselman had – um, last week over Martinsburg, or yeah, last week I guess it was. Um, you know that was a huge win for them, and and that might be enough momentum. But also they haven't really practiced that much this week due to school being canceled. Either neither team has, so that will be an intriguing game. I think the game we have too. Anytime you get to see that young Spring Mills team, they're very talented. Uh, they're fun to watch. They're going to be fun to watch for the next four years at least. And, uh, you know, they're confident. And Martinsburg has kind of, I think, played a little bit underwhelming compared to what people probably have for their expectations this year. So uh, the Bulldogs will be challenged tomorrow. So two really good games in the EPAC uh, if you are going to go out and watch some basketball. Before you wrap up, can I just add to the uh, PSA that we put on Facebook just to add some clarity on the airwaves as well for the Hedgesville situation right now? Sure. So Hedgesville High School is doing the early dismissal here at uh, 1230 due to a power outage. But there's a rumor going around that there was a structure fire at the high school. That is not true. And as you heard, you can go to our Facebook to see the full information. 
All right, there you go. Colin McLaughlin, the sports doctor, the news guy, everything uh, has you up to date here on the Sports Mix, doing his news guy job on the Sports Mix today. Of, uh, but this segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. Uh, got some things coming up in the show. At 1230, we'll be joined by Jenna Eckleberry, the head women's basketball coach at Shepherd University. Uh doing pretty well this season as we've talked about all season uh we'll also talk next we'll just talk about shepherd basketball last night wrap up their contest that they had last night at chippensburg as we get into the interview at 12 30 with head coach jen eckleberry so that does it for this segment of the sports mix we'll be back in two minutes This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games besides we hate it more than you do i assure you no dealership from winchester virginia to washington dc will beat our price no dealership from chambersburg pennsylvania to baltimore maryland will beat our price and no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it hagerstown ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price visit hagerstownford.com to schedule your vip experience Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Home helpers of the Eastern Panhandle making life easier for you, your family, and especially your loved ones that need their care. They are locally owned and searching for smiling faces to hire so that your loved one can stay in their home where they are the happiest. Call 304-433-8000 or visit homehelpershomecare.com slash panhandle. Or you can visit them at 3192 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Each office is independently owned and operated. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, some breaking news last night. I guess not really news because if it was, if you followed what was going on, it was basically what he said he was going to do. Uh, 
being Tyson Bajan, the quarterback at Shepard University, as we announced on the show last Monday on the, the evening of January 7th. News broke that he had put his name into the NCAA transfer portal and, uh, you know, the Harlan Hill Trophy winner in 2021. You'd think, oh, maybe he's trying to get to the Division One level. Well, he did take a couple visits, uh, ones that we did mention on the show. He went to you. Uh, he went to WVU. Uh, got a basketball game in with Neil Brown. Uh, that was highly publicized in the state. And then one that wasn't highly publicized, but we did talk about on the show, was Maryland. And uh, he again sat down or you know talked with Rick Kozlowski of The Journal, who had the original exclusive story. I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Rick again. Um, I know you appreciate it, so I wanted to give you a shout-out again with the, the story from the beginning. He told Rick he wasn't going to leave. He just wanted to test the water, see where he was at, unless Alabama LSU came calling. Which, I mean, obviously, you're a quarterback. You want to play in the NFL. You won the highest honor in Division Two. Like, that's just something you're going to want to do. Uh, but he did say... He said he would put his name in for two weeks and pull it out. And the first quote in the story says, quote, you won't believe the amount of duress I've been under for the last two weeks, said Wednesday night. You can't believe the number of calls I've been getting. Uh, Again, he pulls his name out of the transfer portal yesterday. Last night, he told the journal when he first put his name in nearly two weeks ago, it was more of a fact-finding mission and expected to return to Shepard unless schools like, again, Alabama, LSU would come through with an offer. He said, quote, I'm happy here, and it came down to what would make me happy, end quote. Uh, that doesn't mean, though, he doesn't didn't explore his options. Again, talked about West Virginia and Maryland. He said, quote, things with West Virginia didn't work out, but Maryland really had my attention. I was going back and forth about Maryland, but my heart's here in Shepardstown. So, uh, Tyson Bajan makes the decision to stay, and uh, he said, quote, at the end of the very last line of the story, says, quote, I feel like I could go to any school in the country and be successful, end quote. And you love that from a guy to, you know, when he thinks like that, so. This was kind of surprising to me, I think, because while he did say that, I guess I didn't necessarily believe it because I, it seemed to me that if a guy wants to play Division One football, and some quality programs are reaching out to them, usually they don't turn that down. But it came down to where he wanted to be and what, I guess, like he said, his heart is with Shepard. And honestly, that's the most important thing, that he's going to continue and finish his career where he wants to be instead of making the jump to Division One. Um, you know, in terms of what this might do for his football career, I don't know. I mean, it's very tough to make it to the NFL as a Division II quarterback, it's really never been done. I can't think of anybody. I mean, we talked about earlier on Eastern Panhandle's talk, Steve McNair, but Steve McNair was at FCS, and so that's Division One. Yeah, the one double A in the days. Yeah, so overall, they're, they're, I can't name one that, that came out. No, of I mean, I, I mean, you got you got a couple of receivers and stuff. Mainly, you know, a guy that I know of, Pierre Garçon, went to Mount Union. Yeah, and, and Brent Grimes went to Shippensburg. Uh, John Kuhn was a fullback for the Packers who went to Shevensburg, I believe, as well. So those are right there conference guys that made it to the NFL, but I just haven't thought of a quarterback. But in terms of, uh, I guess, I was surprised also that Maryland was ahead of West Virginia because, in my opinion, he would have a better chance to start at West Virginia, but it seems like WVU probably told him uh, you'd be in a competition, and Maryland probably told him not this year you would start because Talia – 
uh, is going to be their starter. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. Yeah, either. and, you know, that was kind of the, the discussion, the rumblings we were hearing was that if he went to Maryland, he would take a red shirt year. Yeah, which then he would probably have a good chance to start there. But does that make sense to take a red shirt year, take a year off? I don't know. So overall, I'm happy that Tyson Bajan made a decision that he's happy with. And uh, it will certainly make Shepard a contender again for the national championship this year. Yeah. And here are some guys that uh, have made it from D2 and D3 to the NFL. Uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, let me just go through this list. Austin Eckler. Um, Tyreek Hill. Um, Kenny Moore, the second. There's not a lot on here. Greg Zerline, the kicker. Um, you know, that's really it that have that are, we're on 2021 rosters. So, so. Yeah, at least I'm, in terms I'm of looking at the list right now, and there's one quarterback that I've seen so far out of 50 people. That now, is who? Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Let me get back up to it because I was trying to see. Hold on, I lost it now. Yeah, I mean, but there's not, you know, it's obviously really hard to come out of Division Two, Right, but it is possible. I mean, obviously, if I think Tyson Bajant seems to be, at least media-wise, I mean, he's pretty well known. So Yeah, and I mean, in this story, I mean, I know not a lot. We, we probably don't know a lot, but uh, this, it says in here, Rick wrote, Bajant has attracted interest from NFL scouts who has who have took in some of his practice sessions at Shepard. So he's getting the attraction of scouts, which is, you know, he would get more attraction at a Division One FBS school. But that's presuming that he wins the starting job. Yeah. And nothing is guaranteed at a school like Maryland or WVU. While at Shepard, it's guaranteed he's going to be the starter. He's going to play, and he's, got to throw, and he's going to throw the ball a lot and have success. And he's already on the national media attention. Exactly. However, I mean, obviously, uh, what if if he's wanting to go pro improve draft stock? Oh, for sure. I, I, I don't know because, but also it depends on how he would play there. I still expect him to be great at Shepard, but looking at a D two quarterback who did phenomenal, what do you think he's still going to be if he gets drafted? Sixth, seventh round, at the highest. Yeah, at the highest. If he would have went D one let's say West Virginia or Maryland, since those are the two schools he visited, does great there this year, goes to the draft. I feel like people would have looked at him more because they would have saw him even more nationally because there were nationally televised games. Maybe a third, fourth round? Maybe even higher, though, because we've seen guys have one great season at Division One FBS and be a first-round pick, especially if it's a Power 5 school. I mean, just have Dwayne Kenny Haskins. Pickett. I was about to say, who, who's the uh, Liberty quarterback? That's Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Malik Willis. I just saw well, that was the yesterday rumor. that the but rumor also, has it now that he might get picked 11th by Washington. But also, Liberty. also, this is a weak QB class this year. I, I know. So, it depends on, I don't know what next year's going to look like in terms of quarterback class, but... He will have a shot, I think, at the NFL, whether it be a late-round pick or signing, presuming he has another good year at Shepard. Um, and he might get a combine invite. And if he can take advantage of those opportunities, he can still prove himself to be an NFL-caliber player. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree, agree with that. But let's transition to another topic about Shepard. Stay on Shepard. Uh, Shepard basketball, both teams in action last night. We'll start with the men. We had head coach uh, – on the show yesterday um 
head coach Justin Amalek. He talked about the challenges last night's game would bring with the players that they have out, but they only lost by six. A really good Shippensburg team that they played last night. They only lost by six. Uh, Cam Stevens, I believe, led the way with 16 points and 10 rebounds, so a double-double for him. Uh, eight assists as well, so nearly a triple-double. Um, Kyle Daggett with 12 points and six boards. Um, Jared Robinson had 10 points and two or in a board and a block. And uh, they got uh, another guy in double figures, Philip Jordan. I think he talked about him returning last night. He had 10 points in his in a return, uh, two rebounds and uh, one steal on the night. Uh, and then nine and three coming from John Preston and Carson Puffenberger. Uh, so they're kind of trending the right way. They just, you know, got a tough loss last night, 66 to 60. Um, and they were only down three at half, and they just lost the second half by 336 to 33. So, you know, they're one and five in PSAC play, but they're definitely coming along. And, you know, from what we talked with head coach Namlik yesterday, it definitely seems like last night's game is a good progression. And he said, too, he's not giving up on the team. So I think while they lost last night to an 11-3 now Shippensburg team by six, they're starting to get healthy. They're starting to get some pieces together. And they've continued to be competitive even without those guys. So those guys that had to fill in are building confidence. So I think overall, while the season isn't going in the right direction in terms of record, there's been really competitive games, and I don't think Shepard's out of it yet. I mean, it's a very tough conference, but if the Rams could just put together some wins, get healthy, and you know just play a little bit better toward the end of the game, they could easily rally off a few wins in a row and, and put themselves in a much better position come conference tournament time. Um, but it will be tough, and there is some talent there. Uh, it's just unfortunate that they've had so many injuries and so many uh, delays and pushbacks to kind of hinder this season. I'm starting to partially get torn about this team because, as you said, I want to believe in these guys. They have the pieces in place, it seems like, to get wins. However, we keep making excuses for them. We say, oh, they only lost by six. Oh, they only lost by four. Oh, they only lost by one. A win's a win. A loss is a loss. They're on a six-game losing streak. It's time to stop making excuses for this team and start seeing results. That's fair. They're definitely not going to take these moral victories, I think, anymore, which is kind of what we've been giving them. Um, so that is a fair point. That is a fair point. And um, we'll talk women's here. Just 81-75 victory last night over Shippensburg. And uh, uh, before we'll hit the break here, and then when we come back, we'll be joined by head coach Jenna Eckleberry, who's on the phone right now. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We'll be back in two minutes with head coach of the Shepherd women's basketball team, Jen Eckleberry. Up in Pocahontas, in the cranberry glades, ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. Bye. 
Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. WVU Medicine is now offering a new robotic-assisted platform for minimally invasive biopsy in the lung. The ION system by Intuitive allows pulmonologists to diagnose lung cancers earlier and less invasively than ever before. With the ION system, tissue samples can be obtained from hard-to-reach areas of the lung, resulting in earlier diagnosis of smaller nodules and better outcomes for patients. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Wienick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here on this Thursday afternoon in the Eastern Panhandle. We're now joined on the phone by head coach of the Shepherd women's basketball team, head coach Jenna Eckleberry. How do you do today, coach? Good, really good. How about yourself? We're doing great. You guys got another win last night. Now two two wins in a row after dropping two in a row. How's it uh, feel for you guys to get back? You know, two in a row after those two losses. It felt really good. It felt like we were back. You know, it's been a struggle over the last three weeks coming back from um, Christmas break. We had nine positive COVID cases. So we've had, you know, six people practicing. We've had four people. Um, we've had a mixture. We never know how many people we're going to have. So um, it was just good to get back out on the court. We got Hannah Myers back for the game yesterday. And it was just nice to see, like, the team that – you know, was so successful in the first half and just go out there and play and have fun. So, and not worry about stress or anything like that. So I couldn't be more proud of the team. They battled. Um, I think that first quarter yesterday against Shippingsburg was the best quarter we we played all year. Um, and it just was nice to see some smiles. And, you know, our team's been through a lot in the last three weeks. So um, just getting the love of the game and the fun back into it. Coach, uh, Abby Beeman had an incredible game last night, 37 <laughs> points for your team. Uh, just talk about her performance and how special that was to witness. Yeah, she she's un, un, unbelievable. You know, I, I could see it in her eyes. Like, she was not going to let us lose that game. Um, it was just like a back and forth between her and the Shippingsburg point guard. They were just having a, you know, a little game by themselves. But it's just funny because – 
we had, I think we had a six-point lead with like a minute 10, and I was telling her, you know, to run the clock down and all that, and she came off of a ball screen and stepped back and hit a three with like 20 seconds on the shot clock and just kind of looked at me and smiled. <laughs> and so it's just, it's just nice. I mean, no one deserves it more than Abby. She, um, she's always in the gym working on her game. And, you know, she, she does so much for us when she has the ball. Um, you know, I think she had a double-double with 10 assists, so – the scoring and all that is perfect, but um, it's the intangibles that she brings and her competitiveness that, you know, I knew she was getting ready to go off for, you know, 30 or 40 points. So hopefully she can do that about six more games in a row now. She averages, it uh, looks like, 25 uh, points per game right now as I'm looking at the website, and that's uh, completely unheard of unless you're talking maybe the uh, NBA, and then again, some people there aren't even close to that average. Uh, but let's talk about some other players on the team because they had some great performances last night as well if you just want to give shout-outs to anybody else from last night's victory. Yeah, and I think that that's the whole thing with Abby being allowed or being able to average 25 points a game. It it is a testament of the people around her. You know, they can't. Abby, everybody knows about Abby, and everyone tries to stop stop her. That's the whole game plan. But when you have the people around her that she that she has, then you know they can't double team or triple team her because we have other players that you know can hit shots, can post up, and you know get rebounds like Marley McLaughlin. She's our senior leader. Um, she She's averaging like three charges a game. She does everything for us, all the little things, our best defensive player. Um, she battles in there, and, you know, she's our best shooter, so they can't help off of her. And then when you have Sydney Clayton in the post, that um, it's just unstoppable with her back to the basket, and then she's so athletic. And when she faces up, she can – do a whole lot of things and then she can shoot so uh she's really a triple threat and um and then like i said we had hannah myers back from for our game yesterday she's been out for 16 days because of covid protocols and you know she's just a difference maker on the defensive end she's all over the place she gets steals she just makes things happen that you don't necessarily you know see in the box score but it definitely shows up and you know, I can keep going. Megan Shipley, freshman, the experience that she's getting as a freshman. Um, she's always pretty much guarding the best player on the other team, best guard. Um, and she just she just keeps working, runs, runs the floor extremely well. And that's like stuff that you don't see in the box score. She runs the floor so well and they have to stop her. So then when Abby's coming downhill in transition, you know, that girl, the help has to worry about Megan shooting a layup and that frees Abby to go one-on-one. So it's just stuff, little things like that that you don't see in a box score or necessarily pick up on unless you're watching the game. So, um, you know, total team effort, but the people around Abby make her as good as she is. And you just mentioned Megan Shipley there. She's a freshman, and we kind of talked about that when we had you on earlier, before the, right before the season started. Uh, she averaging over 20 minutes a game as a freshman and a starter. Obviously, she's a key part of your team. Uh, what are some things that you've seen from her development as a freshman very quickly? I, I, I've been coaching for a lot of years, um, about 14 years, and I have no problem saying this um, on record that she is the hardest worker that I have ever coached. It's unbelievable. Every rep, every every play that she does in practice, it is 100%. Offense, defense, drill work, skill work, ball handling. I mean, if we tell, you, tell the team to pound the ball, I mean, she is pounding it out of the gym. And it's just 
it's just nice to see that hard work pays off. Like, you just root so hard for a kid like that. And um, she's constantly in the gym. She's working on her skill. You know, she goes, we have an off day. She goes back to her hometown and close to Hagerstown and, um, you know, trains with a trainer. So, um, you know, she's, she's, she's a kid that you absolutely love and root for because of all the effort she puts in day in and day out. Coach, with all the uh, cancellations and postponements due to COVID, um, you know this later half or later part of the schedule, you guys are going to have a lot of games each week. How are you getting the team ready for that? Um, because that's not necessarily something you're used to. You know, three, four games a week. Yeah, it's it's, it's not ideal. I'll I'll be honest with you, but I don't think anything really changes. Um, as far as like preparation and all that, I will say that we're not watching as much film as a team um, just because we don't have much time. So, you know, the coaches watch all the film and, you know, we pick out the three or four main things that they're going to do and we go over it on the floor um, on the court. But, you know, when we only, we have scout and then game practice game day, have to take a day off, you know, scout game, you know, you kind of get in a rhythm and, you know, I think that the one thing that sticks out with us is that we are we are very deep this year, and that's going to come um, into play down the down in February and stuff like that. Because, I mean, it's just unheard of to keep playing three games a week, um, and then in the level of play that we're playing in too, it's not like any game's going to be easy or not competitive. So, um, definitely looking forward to that. And you know, I'm in my office right now, and we're off today, and you know, it's. 12:30 and six of my girls have already been in the gym getting shots up. So um, I think that starts with leadership. We have great leadership on the team, and you know I think they they see that we we can do something special this year. And you know I love how all the girls are buying in, and I think you know the players on the bench that maybe haven't seen a lot of time or only get 10 minutes, they're 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 waiting for their time. And you know they might have only played 10 minutes or not played yesterday, and they're in the gym waiting for their opportunity because when it comes, they're going to be ready. And a big opportunity uh, comes this Saturday at Cutstown, who's right ahead of you guys in the uh, conference uh, divisional-wise standings. So just talk to us about uh, the opponent in Cutstown, what they bring, and how Shepard can get a win on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I think that we we play our game and we stay poised and we take care of the ball. Um, you know, I think that we have the players and – the scout and the preparation that we should be able to go into every game and win. It's just, you know, we got to execute the game plan. Cutstown is very, very good. They're unlike a lot of teams that we've played. Um, everyone on their team in the starting lineup can shoot. Um, and we, we usually have someone helping out and um, staying in the paint to get double teams and steal. So we're not going to be able to do that. Um, but, you know, with that is I think that we can stay in front of them more and just contest the shot. So, um, but they're a very, very good team, very well coached. That coach has been coaching for about 40 years now, so she's got me on the experience level. But, you know, I, I like to fight in our kids, and they know how, um, not just because it's cuts town, but they know every single game. Uh, the most important game is our next game, one game at a time. And um, we're going to go on the road and see what we can do. But I think that it's huge for the standings, but there's just so much that can happen in the season with COVID and you know, who's going to be ready and who's going to be playing or who's out for 16 days and all that. So we're just focused that one, focused one day at a time. And um, I'm telling you, 
I, I really believe in this team and I'm really proud of them. So, you know, it, it's a good feeling going into every game. So going into Saturday, I'm very, very confident. But I will say if we don't take care of the ball, like we have a lot of lazy turnovers. The other night we had 20 turnovers, and that's a turnover every two minutes. And it's just, it just we create offense for them. So we gotta, we got to get back to valuing the ball. And I think if we do that and um, – you know, we have enough talent that if one person's having a bad shooting day, we can offset that. So um, we're going to get to see what we can do on Saturday. And uh, you kind of talked about how COVID's kind of hitting everything. Um, you guys obviously didn't have a, a PSAC season last year due to the cancellation from COVID. What has it been like this year having to kind of deal with it for the first time, especially the, this last three weeks, uh, not knowing really probably until the, the day of the game if you're actually going to play the game? Um, I know I'm on record, but uh, so I'll say as nicely as possible, it's been extremely, extremely frustrating. Um, it's just you, you get told one thing from the league or the school and stuff, and then it, the next day it's just constantly changing. I still don't think we have you – know, no one has COVID figured out now and all that, but at the end of the day it's about the student athletes, and you mentioned it, they, they already missed a season. So um, I, hate, I hate it for them. I hate, you know, if they – an 18 or 22 year old does get it you know then they're out for 16 days and I just that's that's a lot of ball games and and basketball so um it's just been frustrating and I I hate it for my girls because they can get frustrated but you know we've had a lot of people that have had it and um the other the other ones are boosted and stuff like that so I do think from here on out Shepherd basketball won't be hit by any more cases or anything like that so Hopefully on our end, we should be able to get um, the rest of the games in. We just got to hope that everybody else that we're going to play is the same way. But it's it's definitely been definitely been hard and frustrating, but we're, we're past it and we're ready to move on. All right, Coach Eckleberry, thanks for joining us. Best of luck on Saturday, and we'll talk soon. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. That was head coach of the 12-2 and two and 6-2 and two in the PSAC Shepherd women's basketball team, head coach Jenna Eckleberry. Uh, very kind to take some time to join us today. And, uh, you know, didn't realize the Shepherds, how stringent their return-to-play policy was. I didn't either. 16 days. But when you think of the uh, delay that they had, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it all does make sense, especially because, you know, they're not pushing games back like a day or two or three or four or five days, you know. They're pushing them back three weeks. So it all makes sense. I didn't realize how stringent that policy was, but that obviously is the reason for how long everything has been happening. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more when we come back we'll wrap things up on the sports mix talk a little wizards maybe a little capitals and a little nfl as we get set for the divisional round weekend that's next when we come back in two minutes on the sports mix
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Howdy, cowpokes. Dusty, your favorite cowpoke, back again for panhandle printing and design. Nowadays, a lot of folks are using this newfangled internet thing to get stuff done. Well, down at Panhandle Printing and Design, they know all about it. But they want you to know that when you order your printed material over the internet, you never really know what you're going to get until you get it. Panhandle Printing and Design does it differently than those online guys. They let you see and feel what you need before you leave the shop, so you can be sure it's right. When you want something printed, you want it right. At Panhandle Printing and Design, they can help with everything from design to production of stationery, envelopes, business cards, invitations, vinyl signs, banners, vehicle wraps and a lot more your local one-stop printing shop where they have something for everyone panhandle printing and design at 124 north maple avenue in martinsburg call 304-267-7400 and yeah you can even find them online too but they're local so you can hop on your horse and go see them too Holly's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Holly's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Holly's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Holly's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. It's time to roll out the carpet and bring on the Mountaineers. It's time to fire up one of the most electric atmospheres in the country. One on two, takes it to the bucket, layup shot, good, and a foul. It's the Bridges with the shot clock expired. He hit it for three. It's time for West Virginia basketball. Takes the ball toward the basket, pulls up for a jumper and win. It is no goal. West Virginia wins it. Be part of the action at the WVU Coliseum. Tickets are on sale now at WVUGame.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your January 20th. 2022 segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Philly McCoy call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices, which is located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Uh, Wizards in action last night. You could hear it right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 like you can hear a good portion of their schedule. Uh, Wizards Lost a thriller to Brooklyn, 119-118 in Capital One Arena last night. They're now just one game over 500 at 23-22. and 22. Uh, Kyle Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie both had chances to hit the game-winning threes in the final five seconds, but neither went down. Um, before we talk a little bit more about this game, let's hear the, the score that got the Wizards within one from Beal to Kuzma. 
19-150 Nets. Four-point game, 44 seconds left. 27 points off the bench for Brad Marcus. Bradley Beal, foul line. Left corner, Kuzma for three. It's there! Oh, it's there! You knew it would be! It's Kuz control. 119-118. Wizards within one. 36 seconds left, and we have a timeout by the Nets. Six-second shot clock. Harden splits the defenders. Right elbow. Top of the restrictor arc. Blocked by Harrell. KCP gets it. 14 seconds left. Left the circle. Did Witty. KCP. Right wing outside the arc. 10 seconds. KCP attacks. Left corner Beal. Out front Kuzma. Ball fake. Steps to his left. Shoots a three. That's off the back of the iron. Two seconds. Harrell gets it. Right wing outside the arc. Did Witty for three off the rim. No. Oh. No. Opportunities. Ouch. Two great opportunities. Great opportunities by the Wizards. The Nets escape with a 119-118 win. They could- Shout out to Dave Johnson and Glenn Consor from the Wizards Radio Network. Uh, it was a game in which the Wizards trailed by as many as 16 in the second half on two occasions, but the turn the turn the Wizards turned 15 Brooklyn turnovers into 24 points to get back in the game. Unfortunately, they gave up 72 points in the first half, which kind of is where it was. But the defense was much better in the second half as they only gave up 47 uh, for Brooklyn. Irving had 30 points to lead all scorers. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge had 27 off the bench. Uh, and again, it came down to the final seconds. And Nick, we were watching the the final seconds of that game last night and you were calling for something and it didn't happen and i i agree with you should have called a timeout there yeah i thought initially it was fine to let it play out because the wizards had a fast break they had some numbers uh but when kcp kind of got slowed down and they probably should have called timeout and set something up for bradley beal they get two decent looks but they're three pointers they don't need a three they're only down one you get brad going to the rim maybe he gets fouled maybe he finishes a layup it's probably your best option to take the lead at that point in the game. So um, I, I didn't love that decision. But, again, the Wizards are without Wes Unsell Jr. So the they don't have coach. their head coach. These guys probably aren't used to being in these situations. So they let it play out. Sometimes that works out for you. That time it didn't. There were other things, though, that I think cost the Wizards that game. Um, obviously, they made LaMarcus Aldridge look like he was 10 years ago. And, you know, he drops 27 off the bench, which is kind of unheard of for him at this point in his career. Um, But, you know, it was a really tough Brooklyn team. Obviously, they didn't have KD. Uh, I would have liked to see the Wizards get that win, though. It was right there. Uh, That's one that you – again, this team is – it's kind of like the Shepherd men's team. I feel like I make excuses for them a lot. I mean – they're not the most talented team Washington but they're always in games and they're always playing competitive but they do seem to play to the level of their opponent Brooklyn is one of the best teams in the league the Wizards played right there with them had a chance to win so seems like they're going in the right direction they're getting healthy but you'd like to see them finish a game like this especially when they had the opportunities there late yeah, Beal with 23, Kuzma with 16, 14 for both Harrell and Hachimura, uh, 13 for Denny Avdia and Spencer Dinwiddie with 11. Again, you like to see see Rui making those strides, 14 points in 17 minutes and five boards. I mean, for a guy coming back that hasn't played in a game that's only, what, a sixth, fifth, fourth? something like that single digit game this season so obviously it's going to be something to look at but the he's being he, with the amount of time he's getting in he's making a lot of it yeah i mean i like Rui. i always have uh, i think he's 
you know, good forward, can play both small and power forward. And he, he seems to be getting better, even though he hasn't played a whole lot this season. Yeah, the Wizards are back in action tomorrow when they host the Raptors, 8 p.m. Uh, we will not have that broadcast for you. Uh, but obviously, Wizards, one game over 500, so they're, you know, the team to watch here. I and guess. we get to watch them in person <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah, we we'll do. be there on Sunday. Why? Why do, and I don't really care because, like, I'm vaccinated, but why do we have to prove vaccination but Kyrie Irving's allowed to play in D.C.? Well, yeah, I did make that point last night, and I that, thought that, that is was kind of weird. I haven't thought about it that way. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess players huh. somehow exempt from that? I, I don't know. That's weird. Because, yeah, Monumental Sports is telling us. Ted yeah. or something. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Caps in action tonight. Because uh, I guess NBA players are held to a different standard than the fans. Yeah. That would be my answer. Yeah. Caps are in action tonight. They're, it's, it's not a, a good one. It's a GSPN Plus exclusive game for the Caps tonight. So Ooh, You going to pay for it or are you going to watch it for free? Oh, wait, you can't watch it for free on it's NBC, not on NBC Washington. Washington. I mean, I already have ESPN Plus. So. Yeah, yeah, but you're paying for it. It's All not right. on NBC Washington. But you can listen to no, it. No, it's listen part to of the it New Deal. Did you not ever hear this? They're going to play so many exclusive we games on the ESPN Plus platform. I mean, I have ESPN Plus, but we have other things going on. Yeah, we? we do. Uh, let's transition to the NFL. The Westwood One Memorial Bowl. I can't even speak. Memorable playoff moments here from Westwood One. Westwood One presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history. January 2021, AFC Divisional Playoff game between Baltimore and Buffalo in cold and windy western New York. The Bills led 10-3 late in the third quarter, but the Ravens were on the doorstep of tying the game. Out of the gun is Lamar Jackson, play clock at five, taps his foot, takes the snap, drops back to pass, steps up in the pocket, throws to the end zone, it's intercepted! Taron Johnson's 101-yard TD return tied the NFL record for the longest interception return in postseason history. And it propelled Buffalo to a 17-3 victory and their first AFC championship game in 27 years. I'm Scott Graham, Westwood One Sports. I know Nick doesn't terrible like that. choice. You know, nine years ago today, the Ravens beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. Why couldn't they choose that moment? I don't know. I mean... It's more iconic. I guess game. you're going to have to talk to Roger Goodell. Well, I, I have to talk to Westwood One. That's true. Yeah, they make the moments. We just play the moments. Or um, NFL Films or whoever makes the decision. There. So while we got a couple minutes left, uh, just about two minutes left, uh, Colin was talking about this a little bit before the show. Uh, but for some reason, an old Washington football team graphic went viral last night on social media. It was a screenshot from NBC4 Sports. Uh, the 2013 Redskins coaching staff, offensive-wise, included Kyle Shanahan, the OC, uh, Matt LaFleur, the quarterback's coach, and Sean McVay, the tight ends coach. Obviously, these three coaches now in the playoffs this season. Uh, I still don't understand why it went viral last night, but it's crazy that it's going viral, and this has Washington been something. let him go. I guess. Who was but, their coach then? Was it Gruden? No, it was still Shanahan. Okay. That twenty after the twenty thirteen Shanahan, they went with Gruden. And like I said, I don't you know, you kinda took the the guess like you did with Gruden. Why didn't you just take the guess with Shanahan? 
Well, they make, literally they just had Mike, right? Aren't they related? Yeah, that's his son, but I'm saying... I feel like that'd be weird to fire your dad and get your son in there. I mean, he interviewed. Really? Yeah, he did interview for That's him. interesting. But I'm saying, like, at that point, you could have made LaFleur and McVeigh co-OCs. But then you wouldn't have had them for a long time, obviously. So, in hindsight, that may have been a good thing to do. It just means that, you know, all that means is that Mike Shanahan knew how to hire coaches. Yeah. That's all that means. It means Washington had nothing to do with that because they don't know how to hire coaches. No, but it's Dan Snyder let those three guys out of his grasp and look where they are. Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan leading playoff teams for the past couple seasons. Yeah. Super Bowl competitive teams. Yeah. Not like Washington. Wouldn't be the situation in Washington, though. You're probably right. You never right. know. They're a bad franchise. I mean, McVay, though, he, he was the OC until the Rams hired him in 2017, and Washington had a good offense under him. Yeah. Their offense wasn't the issue. It was the defense and whatever Jay Gruden was Kirk doing Cousins. outside of the football arena. Uh, but that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to head coach of the Shepherd Shepherd women's basketball team, Jenna Eckleberry, for coming on the show. Uh, tonight, tune in at 7 p.m. on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube as Martinsburg hosts Spring Mills and Girls Basketball, Colin McLaughlin and Jim Klein on the call. That does it for today's edition. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Pui saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow just after noon.